WHCR, 90.3 FM, New York. I ain't talking about red, I'm talking about wet, wet, wet. You are now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show. Your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right. Dollar, 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 that's what I need. Well, I need a dollar, 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 that's what I need. Said I need a dollar, 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 that's what I need. And if I share with you my story, would you share your dollar with me? We can talk, but money talks, so talk more. Happy Sunday, my movers and shakers. Welcome to the beginning of a wonderful week. And the day you begin to realize that nothing will happen unless you make it happen. Today's Daily Word is dedicated to following through. For a long time, many people who aspire for greatness have been given incomplete information. On one hand, they are told to think positive because thoughts become things. And then on the other hand, they are told to work harder than they have ever worked before because hustle is the only way to success. Oftentimes, these messages are given independently, allowing many people to function with half of the key to success. On one hand, you have positive people who never attain their goals. Then on the other hand, you have those who are always doing but are never getting anywhere. As the Japanese proverb states, vision without action is a daydream. Action without vision is a nightmare. Make sure as you continue to attract the things that you want out of life that you are following through with action. Positive thinking is not enough because even when opportunity knocks, you still have to get up and open the door. Don't fall into the trap of almost being a success. Think positive. Attract what you want, then follow through with action to get it. The world is yours. So take what you deserve. I leave you with a couple of quotes and the first one is an unknown quote and it says, "What matters are not the intentions you merely talk about, but the ones you actually bring to life with your actions." Next quote by Peter F. Drucker and it says, "Plans are only good intentions unless they immediately de- degenerate into hard work." And last but not least by Steve Maraboli and it says, "The universe doesn't give you what you ask for with your thoughts." It gives you what you demand with your actions. And speaking of demanding with actions, we have the demanding four foot 11 marketing Mavian in the building, Mr. Sheba Jones. Hello. How are you? How are you? I am well. As always, happy to be here. Very, very grateful to be here. And today I wanted to try to do something a little different. I usually freestyle, um, but I'm trying to be better at the information that I'm giving out. So I'm actually going to read um, Brand New Money. Today, so bear with me. Um, Today, I'm actually talking about your return on your investment. Um, Oftentimes, we try to equate our return on investment based on money, but that scenario is truly different in the world of marketing. For example, there is no way to calculate how many customers see an ad on the highway. Uh, You can't tell whether or not they purchased that burger, that book, or that boat. The same goes for commercials and even social media posts. Your return on investment takes multiple forms. A few are an increase in visibility, higher engagement with consumers, and brand loyalty. It's hard for me. This is very a very, very hard concept for me to explain to clients at times because, of course, a major goal is to create 
more money and have more sales. Uh, Building relationships is king in building a brand. Regardless of economic status, purchases are personal. And just like most of us, just like we won't go home on the first date. Well, most of us. I don't know if about Marlon, but most of us uh, won't go home on the first date. Um, and neither will people when they are making purchasing decisions. So it's super important for us to really, really acknowledge that. It's not so easy to persuade somebody to give you their hard-earned money for something that you are creating. Um, in all of your branding, be sure to focus on building relationships with your audience. Um Advertising, these are some keys to take away. Advertising is saying hello. Marketing is getting into a deeper conversation. And public relations is staying in that conversation. Overall, branding is making people fall in like with who you are. Um, and that will get them to purchase what it is that you're selling. No, absolutely. I agree. You know, I, th- I think the studies say uh, that a person is introduced or has interactions with a brand seven times before they make a purchase, the average person. Some people may take one time, some people may take 10 times, but the average person uh, needs to interact with a, a brand message at least seven times before they purchase. This is why, and this is something I learned recently, uh, that pixels are important. And, and if you don't if you don't know what pixels are, I'll, I'll give you a quick lesson, right? Um, sometimes I'll go and let's say I go, I go on my home computer, I'll Google something and I'm looking for, you know, Venetian blinds, let's say. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden I go to, uh, you know, at my home computer. Then all of a sudden I go on Instagram on my phone. And then as I'm going through Instagram, there's an ad for Venetian br- blinds. I go to Facebook and I try to look at something for, from Facebook. Then all of a sudden I see, you know, an ad on Venetian blinds on Facebook. Then I go to a different website for something totally different at my work computer. And then all of a sudden I see this ad, right? And so for me, at one point, I was like, man, this is crazy. You know, like I, I was like, I was taking it as is a it sign. psychic, like, right? Oh, yes. Like, I didn't know I needed to Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but eventually I realized that uh, what companies are doing now is that they're adding what, what you call um, – pixels to websites and they're actually tracking your 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 information they're tracking you know how often you're looking for things and what you're looking at and they follow you throughout the whole cycle uh, because as they you know follow you around they're able to uh, pitch to you those seven times that I mentioned so uh, mm-hmm. that's why it's important to understand that even from a brand perspective from a PR perspective uh, that if you sell a product especially nowadays online uh, that it's important that you are Understanding what are those methods that you can use online in order to uh, sell, you know, sell your product. So definitely, and you have to put yourself in the buyer's shoes. You know, it's hard to sell me because I tend to buy what I need. Mm-hmm. I'm not that. You know, I don't go shopping too often, and there's some things that I actually just that I actually just want. So you don't even have to sell me because I know what I want. So it's really putting your mind, um, putting yourself in the mind of the consumer, and then selling to that versus you just seeing your, you know, the product service purchase. Because people are people; they're human beings. You know, so definitely keeping that in mind. All right, cool. So we're gonna take a quick music break, and when we come back, we have an exciting show because we're talking about building your financial 
Blueprint Online. So we talked about how you could, you know, uh, uh, make money and uh, from a, a consumer perspective, we talked about purchasing, but from a business perspective, we want to talk to somebody who is an expert in helping people build their financial blueprint online. Uh, we have Letitia Styles in the building uh, or on the line, and she's going to uh, give us some words of wisdom. But first, we got to take a quick music break. This is Ash Cash, Mr. Shima Jones, M. Dot on the boards, the Ash Cash Show on W. WHCR 90.3 FM, New York. The voice of Harlem. You are now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show. Your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right. We are back. The Ash Cash Show with Ash Cash and Mr. Shima Jones every Sunday, 1 p.m. WHCR 90.3 FM, New York, the voice of Harlem. All right, so I'm excited about the show that we have or the guest that we have today. We have Miss Letitia Tish Styles on the line, and she is a nationally recognized millennial personal finance expert, income strategist, and digital marketing professional. Through her signature coaching programs, Letitia helps emerging entrepreneurs establish an online presence to find new clients online. She has been featured in The Economist, quoted in Forbes, and mentioned in U.S. News and World Report as a top personal finance expert to follow on Twitter. She works with many four Fortune 500 companies to help them reach millennial audiences. She is the owner and founder of YoungFinances.com. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for Miss Letitia Tishstyles. Miss Styles, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes, yes, we can hear you. We can hear you. Um, so thank you so much for, for joining us on the show. And I know I gave your bio, but just for the, just in, in your words, uh, who is Letitia Styles and, and, how, and how did you start your, your journey? What, what is the beginning part of your journey as a personal finance expert? Yeah, sure. So the beginning of my journey, um, it, it, it started with a little heartbreak. I'll tell you what it was. I graduated from college uh, for the second time with a finance degree. First time I had a Spanish degree. And uh, I went back to school to get a degree that I could actually make some money with. I graduated into the Great Recession. So it was not the best time to have a finance degree. I was living at home and I overheard my mom on the phone with a relative. And she said, well, you know, I don't know what Tisha's doing. She's got two degrees, but, you know, she's not doing anything with either one of them. And at the time, that, you know, that just hit me, uh, and it hurt me to the core. And I said, well, you know what? I I do know something. You know, I went to school. I I have this finance degree. You know, I I did some trading on the side, and, you know, I can share this. And so I started a blog, uh, you know, called Young Finances. I just started writing about what I knew, and that small blog grew from a, uh, you know, a small side hustle into something that I was able to take full-time and, you know, work with many companies and be featured, and, um, and it all started because uh, my mom gave me that, that push out of the nest, <laughs> so to speak. No, absolutely, absolutely, and, you know, you know, uh, you know mainly... What is your your business now? So we you know we talked about um, you know some of the things that you do, but but what what, what do you do um, currently? Yeah, so these days it's it's evolved. So what started out with a blog with me just writing and doing content. So I still have the blog. I still help people in personal finance and 
Um, but what I've done is I've taken what I've learned in uh, marketing and digital marketing to help other entrepreneurs so that they can, you know, either start a blog, start a business, gain clients, do some consulting work. And, you know, essentially I've taken what I've learned about creating a side hustle to help new entrepreneurs to do something that can help them bring in some extra money that they can, you know, do the things they want to do, live the life they want to live uh, without thinking, okay, I need to leave my job today. It's, you know, it's let's start, let's start a side hustle. Let's get something going so we can bring in some extra income. Um, your story about, you know, starting with heartbreak, those things tend to touch me a lot more. Um, and I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs, that's the space a lot of entrepreneurs may find themselves in, not really knowing what to do for themselves and then just trying to help somebody else. Uh, what was your reason for specifically young finances and really marketing to that audience? I think it initially just came from me wanting to help my myself. So at the time, I still, you know, I was still, I had student loan debt. I had credit card debt. Mm-hmm. I, you know, even though I knew what I knew about finance, I still was trying to learn, you know, how were banks making so much money for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how were they, you know, how, how, how did I keep getting uh, trapped into, uh, you know, running up credit card debt and, and all of those things. So it was a learning process for me. And then I was sharing what I learned. And I figured I could just share that with those people who were um, either same age as me or, you know, just getting out of college as well. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And then so, you know, what what are some of the, the biggest mistakes uh, that an emerging entrepreneur makes as they're, you know, creating their their side hustle or uh, creating their business or, or, or just starting out? So the first thing I would say that, you know, when you're just starting out and, and you're trying to figure out a side hustle, I think, you know, the first mistake that you make is, number one, thinking that you don't have anything to offer. Um, and this is just before you even get started. A lot of times, you know, people, they come to me and they say, well, I don't know what to focus on, or I don't know what I'm good at, or, you know, I don't know what people would actually pay me for. And, you know, I always say that the intersection, you know, what makes a really, really good um, business is the intersection of what you are good at, um, what people will pay you for, um, and what you enjoy doing. So when you find the intersection of those three things, something you like doing, something people will pay you for, and something that you're actually good at, that's where your business idea is. The number one issue I see is, you know, people not really knowing what to do um, and figuring out what to focus on. So in addition to that, I know a lot of uh, a big issue is setting your prices, um, especially when you may be starting out in a business. How how do you recommend going about that? Really setting your prices. Um, there's tons of things out there, whether it's based on your skill set um, and your experience. But what what do you think helped you when it came to actually making money from the services that you provided and putting a price tag on that service? Yeah, the first thing that I did, so when I started offering my digital marketing consulting packages, the first thing that I did was I looked at job descriptions and I looked to see what were the salary ranges for that type of job. So if someone was going in to hire a social media manager or, you know, a digital marketing strategist, what were they paying that person for a 40-hour work week? Hmm. And then I looked at what they were expecting from that person for a 40-hour work week, and I determined, you know, am I able to deliver all of that, right? Am I able to actually to live up to those things that they're expecting, that they're going to pay someone, 
you know, $60,000, $70,000 a year for, can I deliver all of that? Um, the other thing I did was I started looking at what I wanted my hourly rate to be, um, and I just took my, my previous hourly rate from my job, and then I doubled it, and I thought, okay, if I can, you know, if, if I can come up with this number, you know, this is a good start. So I think, you know, looking at the what the market is, is offering and, and what, you know, those salary paid positions, you know, what that's looking like, and then determining what you are, um, you know, what you're interested in actually earning when you start doing these services. And, and, what, and what was what was the bi- biggest challenge for you um, in, in, in making that transition? Right. Uh, you know, being someone who, uh, ju- you know, jumping into entrepreneurship. What was the, 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 the biggest challenge that you faced as a as a emerging entrepreneur? The biggest challenge was just changing my mindset. So when you're working full time, you still break down in your mind that you're working for, you know, this much per hour. And you know that you've got to put in those 40 hours. You're getting paid for those 40 hours if you're salaried. Um, and then if you're, you know, working more hours, you know, you, you, you start thinking that way. So I had to shift from how many hours am I putting in to what are the results mm. that I'm getting and what are the results that my clients are, are getting from me. And it doesn't matter if I work 10 hours, 5 hours, or 40 hours. All they want is that result, that end result. Mm. And once I figured that out, that's what really freed me. It allowed me to create higher impact for my clients, really get them what they wanted, whereas and, and not have to work the same amount of hours as I would have if they were hiring me to work full time. And that, and that's huge. And I, I'm glad you said that because that's huge because that's usually um, sort of the biggest reason why sort of like emerging entrepreneurs uh, may may discount their services, right? Because, you know, if, if someone is used to getting paid a certain amount of money for 40, 40 hours worth of work and then now, you know, through entrepreneurship, they figure out how to do the same, the same set of work, get the same amount of, uh, uh, get the same results but do it at a uh, um, you know at, at less amount of time you know they, they kind of feel like they're cheating a little bit and they're not really uh, you know they don't feel like they they that they should be able to get paid what somebody would do for 40 hours when they could mm. do it in five that's usually the big the biggest the biggest thing that that people that people uh, go through and then so w- w- how do you change that mindset like how do you help people you know understand that they are worth it they are worth you know worth that that money um you know that they could do the same thing that they could do you know they could get paid the same money doing in five hours what they used to get paid doing for 40 hours yeah i think there's a couple things so the first thing is you know continually checking in with your clients and making sure that whatever those expectations are that they're being met um i kept finding that my client was happy and I, you know, I was at first I was feeling bad because I said, well, you know, I've only worked, you know, 10 hours on this all week. But every time I chatted with my client, you know, he was really excited about what was being produced. So that helped me to get over it. But the other thing is just surrounding yourself with other people who have been there mm. and who've been in the industry and who, who have been um, working with clients in a consulting capacity where they know and they're confident in the fact that it's not about the hours, it's about the results. If you can surround yourself with those people, it'll help you to shift and change your mindset as well. Man, that's powerful. Yes, 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 yes. I think oftentimes, like Ash said, you know, you're not really sure of your value in a sense. And, And we are conditioned to believe that 
it's the time that makes us valuable and it's actually our skill set and again what you said about results so that's super powerful even for I'm sure from for Ash and, and Marlon and definitely for myself just understanding that it's really about the results um, how do you set those results I think as you know when you are working that nine to five you're kind of told what to do in most cases but um, when you are the expert or the entrepreneur if you will you essentially find yourself in the position of telling your client what should be expected how do you open up that door of communication and and would it and how do you choose those results that you want because sometimes clients don't necessarily know what that result looks like just like you know I mentioned today your return on investment it it varies based on um the field and the industry that you're in right so the first thing to remember is that you are the expert so you know if you're doing consulting work and you're you know you're working with your client like you said you know, the client doesn't know how you expect to get that result. They just want the result. So when you're setting expectations with your clients, the first thing to go through is say, okay, this is what does success look like for you? That's a great question to ask. Mm. You know, ask them, what does success look like for you? How can, how can we make sure that this project or this um, ongoing work that we're doing is a success in your eyes? That's how you set clear expectations from the start. Now, the way that you achieve those results and way that you achieve that outcome, the client doesn't necessarily need to know that. Um, they don't need to know if you plan to outsource some of the content writing or if you plan to outsource, you know, a piece here or a piece there. All they care about is that you actually get the results. So setting the results from the, uh, setting the outcome and the desired outcome from the start um, is just that conversation with the client. It's one of the most important pieces. No, wow, awesome. wow, wow, that's that's awesome, that's awesome. And then, so as you as you t- you know think about you know clients and uh, you know digital marketing, uh, how important is uh, online presence for a business? It's 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 very important. So in the past, you know, everyone had a website and everyone wanted a website because it was the thing to have, and you know most people would just set up a static website and just leave it there. But these days, you know, the website is is more of a commodity now. It's it's expected that you have one. When someone meets you and they think, okay, I might want to hire this person, typically the first thing they're going to do is they're going to do a search for you, Google, Bing, Yahoo, whatever it is, and they're going to search to see what they find. And the website should not only give them um, the confidence that you can deliver on, you know, on what you said you can deliver on, but not only that, it should also be a conversion machine. And so mm-hmm. these days your website is so much more and your online presence is so much more than just what you do. It's the piece that starts the conversation and gets people to raise their hand and say, yes, I'm interested to work with you. I might not be ready to give you money yet, but I want to hear a little bit more about what you have to say. So here's my email address. Mm-hmm. Here's my phone number so you, can, so you can text me this free offer or whatever you have. And that's the thing that is new these days, whereas before it was just the website. Today, it's the first part of the relationship. It's the first part of the conversation. And if you don't have a website, social media, email marketing, an online presence that works as your automated client attraction machine, then all you have is a dinosaur sitting on the Internet 
um, just gathering dust. Mm. And then you and you said something like there's there's a word that you say said that I love, right? The word automation. I love that word, right? Because as I think <laughs> yeah. about you know finances, I, I talk about automating finances because you know they, 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 there's one thing there. Um, time is the one thing that you can't ever get anything, you know, and, and you can't get that back. Uh, and yeah. so automation helps you with that time. And so why, why is, and I, I kind of gave up the answer, I guess a little bit, but why is automation <laughs> so, so important? Well, the, the internet is open 24 hours. Yep. So that's another reason why automation is important because, you know, you may sleep for eight hours a day, 10 hours, six hours, you know, but the internet is, is open all day. And because it's a, you know, global community, you could work with someone in Australia, in you know, in Europe, and and they're they're up at different hours, and so they have the ability to not only book a call with you to ask you about your services, to download your freebie or whatever it is that you have, but they can do that at all hours of, of the day or night. And when you have that automation in place, when you wake up, you see your your email or calendar that says, "Oh, I've gotten a call." from someone in Australia who's interested in my services and and it was booked without you even having to do anything while you were, you know, dreaming of sheep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, awesome. So we're going to take a quick music break and when we come back, you know, I, I do want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, your ideal client. I want to talk about social media a little bit more um, as it relates to um, entrepreneurs. Um, so yeah, so we'll be right back. This is Ash Cash, Mr. Shima Jones, the Ash Cash Show. You're now tuned into the financial motivator himself, Ash Cash, Mr. Mind Right, Money Right. Money Right. Money we right. are back to Ash Cash Show every Sunday, 1 p.m. WACR 90.3 FM, New York, the voice of Harlem, with Ash Cash, Mr. Seema Jones, and Dot on the board. And we have Miss Letitia Styles, the person who's going to help you make some money, not just some money, but a lot of money. She's on the line with us. Yes, she's helping us with those results. Yes, yes. Okay, so uh, our next question was really geared towards new clients, but even more specifically, how do we use the internet technically? Talking about SEO, hashtags, Facebook Live, how do we use all of those things to really generate clientele? Okay, so this is where a lot of people get tripped up because they see the internet as this new thing and and how you can get clients online, and, and everybody thinks that all you have to do is get on social media, talk about your services, and, and, and open the doors, and people just come flooding in. And this is where the old school meets the new school because nothing really has changed, just the, the, the platform has changed. So you still have to be willing to pay to get clients. That's called advertising. You still have to have um, a branding that's on point and speak and have your messaging to reach your clients. That's called marketing. So you're using the Internet, you're using social media for marketing and advertising. That hasn't, like, the, what you're doing hasn't changed. It's just the way that you're doing it is what's changed up a little bit. And so the way that I tell my clients and, and what I teach my, my clients in order for them to gain their own clients is to mix a little bit of the traditional with the new. So they're still getting on phone calls and, and reaching out people or potential clients and finding out uh, what the pain points are, finding out what the issues are so they can offer a service and a package that matches that. Um, And then what they're doing is they're setting up the systems online so that once it is time to accept payment, it's easy to do that. 
once it's time to, you know, start that relationship, they've got a website that is, you know, offering the freebie and, and all of that in order to start the conversation. Definitely. So my other question would be, how do you convey that message to someone who may be a little bit afraid to go online um, to promote and advertise their businesses? There are a lot of business owners who are seasoned, if you will, and some of them are still dependent on the referral business versus launching out into the wonderful world of the World Wide Web. How do you convey that message? Yeah, so that's, that's my sweet spot. So those are actually my ideal clients. It's someone who already has a, a business that is working well, but they just can't figure out how to get it online and how to get all that stuff working for them. So, you know, if you're working, you've got the referral business going, and you've already got, you know, clients, and you know what your clients need, you know what they want, but you just can't figure out how to put it online, um, that's exactly where I help. And, you know, one of the first things that we do is, we make sure that you have um, an online presence that brings in clients. And what does that mean? Uh, what that means is when someone lands on your website, that's an ideal client, they should feel relieved. They should feel like the website and all the words that are on there, the copy that is speaking to them, and they, they're finally home. That's, that's exactly what you want them to feel. Um, and then the next thing that they should do is they should think, okay, how do I get how do I get more of what they have? How do I, how do I dig inside their brain? Uh, from there, what's going to happen is they're going to look for some sort of freebie that you have, something of value that you can provide to start the relationship. Because, you know, in the past, the, you started the relationship by you, know, you met someone in person and then you talked to them about, you know, what you do. You ask them a couple questions. But online, the way that happens is you provide value. They provide their email address. And you start having a conversation over email and from there encourage them to start um, to book a call with you to go to the next step, uh, whatever that next step is for you. Awesome. And would you give any pointers as to how your website should look or feel? Does it depend on your industry? What type of content should you have? Um, you did mention, you know, the copy and content and them just feeling at home. What do you recommend for for people to, what are like the three top things that must ha- uh, be on your website? Well, the first thing I would say is you, you definitely need to have a prominent photo of yourself, especially if you are the brand, uh, to have a prominent photo of yourself so that it's you know, it's welcoming, and that's, you know, that's the first connection. Uh, you also need to have the, the content. Like I said, the content and copy should directly speak to them, and then you should have one clear call to action, and that call to action is whatever the next step is for them. If that's submitting their email address, if that's booking a phone call, um, usually booking a call comes a little bit later, um, and the first thing you want to do is just get them to raise their hand to say yes, I'd like to hear more from you. So one clear call to action, a photo of yourself, and the, the words and the copy on the page that will compel someone to say, yes, I'd like to hear more from you. That's the, those are the only three things you need to, um, to have a website that converts and gets you start getting new clients. Awesome. So an awesome photo of yourself, your beautiful self, um, <laughs> a call to action, um, and the content that's saying, I have what you need. 
And and and, okay. and, just, and just for just for the listeners <laughs> out <notes>. there, live <laughs> listeners, podcast listeners, like y'all need to hit Letitia up, man. Like she is officially like she's official. Um, and and I know one of the things that you've done um, is that you started to 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 release like your income statements, right? Like you start to release like you know you know on your blog, you know how much you're making and 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 how you're helping your customers. Uh, talk to us a little bit about why you decided to do that. Yeah, so I did a I, I, I did a little bit. I didn't share everything. So what I shared was so on the young finances side, um, you know, one of the ways that I built that from a side hustle into something I could do full time was building the passive income. And so I share a passive income report every month. Wait, hold on. Let me stop. Let me stop you then. So, so I need I need to borrow something then because if that's only okay. just a portion, then we then I need to, I need to hold something then. Like we we need to talk offline. Then. That's what I don't work for. <laughs> that's only was. She was like, wait, wait, hold on, boo boo, hold on, boo boo. Let me stop you. <laughs> Wasn't everything? Just a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tish. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tish. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good. So, so that's the income that comes in month in month out, whether I, I touch that web site or not. And, um, and that took, honestly, it took some time to build up. Um, but it's, that's the most exciting income because, you know, you don't have to do anything to bring that in. And then on the other side, um, I don't necessarily release an income report, but I will share here and there. Like when I hit my first five figure month doing consulting, um, I shared that. And so I will share that here and there on like my Facebook page, but I don't necessarily have a breakdown of this is how much I made from everything that I'm doing online. Um, but I, I did in 2016, I had, you know, multiple five figure months and, um, 2017, I'm, I'm looking for even more than that. And, uh, it's just been really, really exciting to figure out what I, what I offer, the results that I help my clients get and, um, to just have that value exchange there. Absolutely. So, so it's, it's safe to say that one, you're living right. But then also yes. two, um, all, you know, on uh, online business can also provide like true financial freedom, right? Not the financial freedom where you have to work hard to maintain your money, but it can offer you that financial freedom where if you do nothing or not do nothing, but you build up to it. But if you have the right systems in place, you can actually make an income and be able to, to, to spend your time doing the things that you love love, which is spending time with family, you know, doing, you know, working with clients, things of that nature. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's lifestyle freedom as well. So when I was working full time, I I started going to CrossFit and, uh, you know, I'm one of those crazy CrossFitters and I had to go to the, the 530 class, 530 or 630 class uh, PM every day. And then, you know, once I got the opportunity to work for myself, now I can go to, I go to the class at noon. There's fewer people in there. And it's a, you know, it's a nice break in the middle of the day for me. Whereas before I had to structure all those things that I love to do around my job. Now I get to put those things that I like to do during the day and structure my work around my life. And that's really what financial freedom means to me. It's being able to structure your day the way you want. If you want to wake up late and work late, you can, you still got to get your work done, but you have the choice of when you want to do it, how you're going to structure it. And if you want to take time off in the afternoon to take a nap because you're just not feeling good that day, you don't have to ask anybody for permission. Awesome. That's a beautiful thing, I think, especially um, because of what you look like. You're a woman. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't think a lot of us really believe that those things are possible. I just sometimes I feel like we think it's kind of out of reach. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you to be able to live that lifestyle and do something as simple as go to the gym when you want to, that's it might sound simple, but it's so huge and it's so major. And for it to have started with having two degrees and not, quote unquote, doing anything with them, that's an yeah. amazing story. And I'm really big into stories and branding and all that good stuff. Um, so you're definitely just your story alone. You're definitely helping um, a lot of people just believe that it's even possible. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I'm touched. Woman, <laughs> young, getting it, yes. crossfit, strong. I didn't want to say anything yeah. about age. You do look young, but you never know, you know. So <laughs> I didn't want to throw that out there. Exactly. Yes, so you never know. But yes. genuinely, your story definitely, it's motivational. Definitely for myself and I'm sure all of our listeners who are tuned in. Yeah, no, I, you know, you know, v- v- very seldomly do I vouch for people, but you know, definitely I vouch for for Tish. Uh, she is the real deal. If someone wanted to work with you, right? So we have a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of uh, people who you know want to start businesses. Uh, if they wanted to work with you, what's the best uh, place where they can find you? Um, you can head over to LetitiaStyles.com. And um, you'll see all the information there, especially if you are looking to start some sort of consulting business or something on the side. That's where you want to go. And I'm most active on Facebook. You can just go to, to um, facebook.com slash Letitia TV and, uh, and find me there. Nice, awesome. nice. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause yes. for Letitia Tish Styles. She has such a dope name, right? <laughs> Tish, thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you for your words of wisdom. Um, and definitely, you know, keep doing what you're doing because like, like Tashima said, you are uh, an inspiration for, for many of us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful. My pleasure. Awesome. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick music break. And then when we come back, we'll come back with the Ask Ash Cash segment of the show. This is Ash Cash, Mr. Shima Jones, and Dot on the Buzz. Welcome to Ask Ash Cash. You have questions, he has an answer. Ask Ash Cash. How can I get out of debt? Is this a good time to buy a house? house? What's a good credit score? It's a 401k. Yo, who's Dow Jones? We are back. The Ash Cash Show on WHCR 90.3 FM, New York, the voice of Harlem. And Ask Ash Cash is up. That's always a tongue twister for me. But it's a really, really great question that we have. Ash, how did you get all of those followers? Yo, I'm about to bob back the block. (laughs) Um, All right, so I think think that, um, you know, first... So on Instagram, yeah, yeah. you have sixteen thousand. I think like sixteen point two thousand followers. Point seven. I'm point seven. About, I'm, I'm sorry. to break seventeen. So it was like ten. No, no, no. no I'm no. about to break seventeen thousand. Okay. Soon. So be humble. Be humble. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. So um, <laughs> and are you maxed out on Facebook? Maxed out on Facebook. Five thousand. Yeah. Know what I'm so plus plus one one point three on, on my on my um fan page, but I got I got to set that up. I got to okay. get my fan page up. So we're speaking about your Twitter online about presence and all okay. that good stuff. We just had Letitia. Round it up, maybe about 30, 30 grand. Really? I mean, this is a finance <sighs> show, so the numbers are relevant. But how? seriously, how did you 
you know, gain all of your followers. Yep. I think, I think uh, you know, one, one of the things that um, it starts with, as you build your brand, uh, you have to find a connection, you know. Um, and, and when you're building a brand, you have to find a connection with uh, the people who currently follow you. Um, and how could you provide value to the people who currently follow you so that they are inclined to share you with their people? And um, I think, you know, it, it, it hasn't been an easy thing because um, this is, what, 10 years uh, of, of building a brand. Um, and so it started off with Twitter, right? So when, when, when Twitter first started, um, I used to, uh, you know, put out quotes on Twitter and people used to follow me and, you know, retweet them. And, you know, it would get me a lot of followers that way. Um, and then when, when, when things started to shift over into Instagram, I started to figure out, you know, what are, what are the things that people want on Instagram? And then... Uh, you know, when, when I had a Facebook, I started figuring out, you know, what, what's the best way to engage with people on Facebook. So it's really about um, finding, you know, what you're good at, but then figuring out how do you take what you're good at and reach more people. So, you know, I spend the most time on Instagram and that's why I have the most follows on Instagram because, um, you know, I spend a lot of time finding the right photos, finding the right captions, finding the right um, hashtags to kind of attract people. Um, and so that that's how my Instagram following, um, you know, started to, to increase. Um, and then with with Facebook, Facebook is a different strategy, right? So in order to get people to, you know, sort of follow you on Facebook, there's, you know, uh, different things that you need to do as far as uh, more engagement. With Instagram, it's not about engagement. It's really about posting something that people like um, and, and posting it on such co a consistent basis, too. I think consistency really matters as well because, um, you know, there, there are people out there that might drop a word of wisdom once in a while, um, but that's not going to make somebody want to follow you but if you are constantly providing providing uh information like for instance uh, i wake up every morning at four four in the morning uh, and i like it, it's intentional i really look for a post that how can i help somebody with in the morning with their day i might post something in, in in the afternoon i might post something i might i might at minimum post three things on instagram and to the point where i have a frequency that people are so used to that people start to actually look for that frequency they're like oh man i'm gonna wake up in the morning let me go see what Ash Cash is saying. And because of that frequency, they, they hit the follow button. If, if I'm not consistent, if I'm only doing stuff once in a while, then they're not going to be inclined to follow me. They, they probably are going to look at my page and say, oh, okay, great. But if they start seeing consistency, they'll be willing to say, all right, let me let me go, you know, let me go check them out. Um, and and it ha you have to mix it up, right? Like, you can't only, you know, have pictures of your son, right? You're going to have to have, you know, other things as well. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> Was, that's an inside joke. I don't know if he's talking about me or you, I, I, I mean, I'm the daddy of the year. He's trying to come from my neck. He's trying to come from my neck. All right, because I no, no, no. But see, but but nah, that no, was but, a shot, though. That was no, a that shot. Was a shot. Was no, because if you if you if you think about right, like Tashima, right? Like if you think about Tashima, you know, I love to see that she is in marketing, she's promoting stuff, but then also I love to see the relationship. It's Snow Day, her and Just, like it, like yeah, it, yeah. it shows that she's a real person. But if only thing I go on on Facebook and all I see is boo 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 boo, right? I mean, there and, is bikes, there is grills, there is work. But but I uh, mean, I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying, I'm just yeah, saying. Yes, you but, know, this is also something that we speak with you about. But from very a brand often, perspective, exactly. Right from a brand perspective, because we know if of you're your aspirations. Open, if you're trying to open things. up, and this is not this is not a this is not a we're not going to turn this roasting, into no, no, right? we, 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 we can talk about it. No, no, it's not a Marlon roasting session, but but it's a it's a great example. M dot 
underscore productions oh if you want to check Why it out. Why do you have to do that? No, because just in case people that's could promo, check it out, right? I use dimples for days, man. But like, that's not even that's not even valid. Okay. But see, but 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 if you you know, as an example, um, if you are someone who is a board op, a television personality, a radio personality, um, if I went to your Instagram, I would not be able to see that. But for me, if you go to my Instagram, you can see that I post uh, I post videos of me talking. Um, I, I, I have flyers of where I'm going to be speaking at. I have inspirational quotes. Every time there's a radio show, because I'm a host, I post my radio show flyer. So I, so, so not only are you going to get inspired by me, but you're also, I'm an author, so I write books. So you're always going to see, you know, different books that I write. Um, and you're, and you're going to have a link to where you can buy them. And speaking of which, if you go to my Instagram right now, Mind Right, Life Right, Manifesting Your Dreams Through the Laws of the Universe, available uh, March 31st, but you can pre-sell it today, hit the link in my bio, right? So, you know, it, you know. So one of the things, back to the question about how you how you f- get followers, you have you have to provide them what they want, right? You know, I, I I think my son is cute too, but I'm not gonna because maybe people don't want to see my. Uh, it's one thing if I was running a child website where yeah, I'm posting. Right? Followers, bro. Don't, don't say that child website. It sounds that okay. way. Yeah, don't, but, don't say that daycare again, or something. But yeah, but but yeah, yeah if you're like daycare. a daycare or something, and I'm posting <laughs> yeah. kids all day, but you know, if I'm if I have a, a viable business and I want to make money from the business. I also have to provide that service to my followers and they have to see that it's worth for me following. So good that's stuff. how to build a brand. Nice, 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 nice. All righty. So I think we're going to wrap up now. All right. So. Yeah, we have to. How are we going to. Where can everyone find you? Um, M dot production as Ash Cash. M dot underscore. You can see me riding bikes and doing a whole bunch of stupidity. Oh, speaking of which, I'm gonna um, I start a new app this week. It's for inmates, actually. Okay. No, and, it is. No, okay. no, it is. No, no. Front no we, let's let's talk about that next week. <laughs> okay. And you can find me at tashimajones.com. All of my social media and contact information can be found there. Ash and, and me. I am Ash Cash. Make sure you visit me. I am AshCash.com. Become my friend on Facebook. Facebook.com slash I am Ash Cash. Follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com slash I am Ash Cash. And I'm on Instagram too, Instagram.com slash I am Ash Cash. Till next week, same time, same, same place. place. Peace. You are now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show. Your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right.